Stay where you are, for this is the time when imagination is free to move forward and swiftly. For this is the Radio Play Hour. Before smartphones, computers, and television, the imagination would be inspired by an entire theatrical institute within your very own living room. You're about to listen to the voice of the drama merchant as I invite you to get away from the present moment and travel with me and our special guests beyond the known dimensions of time and space to the pocket universe sitting in between the decades of the 20s and 50s known as the Radio Play Hour. Hello ladies and gentlemen, this is the Drama Merchant, and welcome back to the Radio Play Hours season of Halloween Horrors. A season aimed, with any luck, at preventing your complete relaxation, but not your listening pleasure. Our second story was originally aired in 1950, and based on the story by American author and screenwriter Ray Bradbury. It was adapted by Anthony Ellis. Ray Bradbury's volume of work includes genres such as fantasy, science fiction, horror, and mystery. He is mainly known for his novel Fahrenheit 451 and his science fiction and horror story collections, The Martian Chronicles. So, on to our second play. Considered the most controversial play ever heard over the radio since the infamous War of the Worlds broadcast in the 1930s, I decided to do something a little different and experimental with Zero Hour. The show has always fascinated and inspired me since I first heard it in late 2005, so I decided to try and record the show in a Blair Witch Project slash documentary audio style, with the cast performing around the house and not always near the microphone, with the exception of our narrator who describes the scene of a mother growing anxious as she watches her daughter excitedly play a game called Zero Hour. It was an interesting experiment, and one I intend to build upon for future shows, so without further ado, I give you the cast of Sophie Lawson, Candace Jean, and their daughters Ariel Dipman and Olive Lawson in Zero Hour. What a game. Such excitement they hadn't known in years. Meek talked earnestly to someone near the rose bush, though no one was there. Then two little girls, shouting, laughing at each other. Such fun, such tremulous joy. Mink ran into the house all dirt and sweat. For her years she was loud and strong and definite. And her mother, Mrs Morris, peeling vegetables at the sink, watched with amusement as her daughter threw into a sack old pots and tools and things which were relegated to child's play. My goodness, Mink! What's going on? One of the most exciting games ever, just ever! Oh? It's a rare take this one. <laughs> just don't dent them and it's alright. Thanks, Mum. We won't. Bye! <laughs> alright, dear. Oh, what's the name of the game, dear? Invasion. Invasion? Invasion, and in the garden now a serious concentration. Mink with an assortment of pots, pans and wrenches, forks, spoons, and her friend Anna, a little younger, tongue in teeth, 
taking notes on a pad. This, this and this. What's it say next? Wait a minute, me. Well, hurry up. 4, 9, 7, A, M, B and X. 4, 9, 7, A and B and X. We need a fork and a string and a hexagon. A fork and a string and a hexagon. What do we do next, Mr. Drill? And then Mink, talking to the rosebush again, and to her own satisfaction at least, receiving some kind of answer which she relayed to Anna. Triangle, how do you spell it? Oh, any old way, doesn't matter. Now write Bing. I haven't got triangle yet. Well, hurry! Zero hours by five o'clock. We haven't got all day. Then time out from invasion for lunch. Mink bolted down the soup and coincidentally crammed a sandwich into her mouth. Now, you slow down, Mink. Whatever's waiting will wait a few minutes longer. But I can't. Drill's waiting for me. Drill? That's a peculiar name. Is he a new boy in the neighbourhood? He's you, all right. <laughs> well, I don't think I've ever seen him. Which one is Drill? Well, I don't think that's very nice. Is Drill shy? Yes, in a way. I don't know. I better go now, Mum, if we're going to have the invasion. <laughs> now, you finish your milk, miss. Who's invading what? Martians invading Earth from up there. Oh, I see. And uh, Drill's a Martian? I think so. He's had a very hard time getting here. <laughs> I should imagine. They couldn't figure out a way to attack Earth, how to get in or something. And Jill says they have to do it by surprise. And even get help from your enemy. Oh, a fifth column, huh? Uh-huh. And all this time they haven't been able to figure out how to attack. Until one day they thought of children. Well, that was bright of them. And they thought of how grown-ups are so busy they never look under rose bushes or on lawns. Oh, that's where Jill is now. Under the rose bush. Uh-huh. With all his friends, too. And there's something about kids under 11 with imagination. It's real funny to hear Jill talk. <laughs> well, it must be. <laughs> you better run along now if you want to have your invasion before dark. Oh, and bath tonight. School tomorrow, you know. Jill says they won't have to take any more baths. Oh, he does, does he? And we can stay up till 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, your friend, Mr. Drill, had better mind his P's and Q's, or I'm going to call up his mother and she's going to... That's just it. Drill says you're dangerous because you don't believe in Martians, just like you think Drill's a kid. Well, he's not. And they're going to let us run the world when they get in. All of us kids, and I might even be queen. <laughs> well, that's nice, dear. Now run along. Mum? What is it, dear? When the invasion comes, we'll have to get rid of you and Daddy. But I'll be sure it won't hurt too much. <laughs> well, thanks. Thanks a lot. Hello, Mary. How are things? Helen, how nice. Are you in town? Oh, no, I'm in New York. I was just thinking of you, and you know, I thought I'd call. Oh, it's long distance, though. You shouldn't. Well, I can afford three minutes. How's Henry? Fine. And Bill? Wonderful. Noisier than ever. She's got a new... 
a new game now. It's taken the place of hopscotch. Invasion? Oh, she playing that too. Well, yes. Are yours? Same thing. Some kind of geometric jacks, I suppose. Isn't it a scream? You know, all the kids their age are playing it up here. Timmy's got a crush on some guy named Drill. I mean, I, I think that's what it is. <laughs> it, it must be a new password. Mink likes him too. Oh, I didn't know it had gotten down your way. Word of mouth, I suppose. You, you know kids. Funniest thing, I got a letter from my sister in Boston. She said her kids are playing it too. It's just well, it's sweeping the world. <laughs> well, I, I wonder how they learned it. Oh, don't ask me. All I know is Timmy tells me zero hours at five o'clock. When? Today. That's when the invasion's going to be. Oh, these kids and their imagination. And they talked a little more. Schoolgirl friends, casual woman talk. But Mrs. Morris was thoughtful. She was thinking of other things, of adults, of children with imagination, rose bushes, dimensions. She thought about how much she had forgotten about being a child, and she wondered about Mink and all the kids who were at that moment playing Invasion. I'm so glad you called. Oh, give my love to Henry and, and give Mink a kiss for me. I will. And to Bill and the kids. Goodbye. An hour drowsed by. It was three o'clock. There was an occasional hum inside the coolness of the house as a car passed outside. The street was lined with good, green and peaceful trees. And all across the city in other gardens, in other places, children under 11 were excitedly playing a game. Talking to rose bushes and grass lawns, trees, shrubs. Even children in apartment houses high in the air conferring with potted plants, cactus and ivy. Mrs. Morris finished her housework and went to the kitchen. Hello, dear. Hi, Mum. Can I have a glass of water? <laughs> of course. I'll get it. PIR squared 0.7 are over 56 to the 7th degree XT7. What, dear? Oh, nothing, Mum. Here you are. Thanks. How are things going? Huh? The, uh, invasion. Oh, that. Yes, that. Almost finished. When everything's right, Jules says we should be ready on time. Five o'clock. That's right. How'd you know? Helen called me from New York. She says that uh, Timmy's playing it too. Hey, that's keen. I guess all the kids are, aren't they? No, not all of them. Not guys like Jimmy Wood and Bob Wilson. They're growing up and they make fun of us. They're worse than parents. They just won't believe in drill. They're so smart just because they're growing up. You'd think they'd know better. They were little only a couple years ago. We'll get rid of them first. Just it's, says it's okay to kill them first. Now, Mink, I don't like that kind of talk. Do you hear me? I don't like it at all. Oh, Mum. Now, I mean it. You keep on that way and there'll be no more playing. You'll have to tell Anna to go home and you'll stay inside until bedtime. I'm sorry. And I should think so. Thanks for the water, Mum. Mink? Yes, Mum? What did those... those numbers mean? Oh, that. What, what numbers? Those numbers that you were saying to yourself before. Oh, that. They're the things we have to do to get Drill and his friends out. That's all. Look, Mink, 
why don't you and Anna go down to the, to the corner store and, and get some ice cream? You don't even have to use your allowance. I'll pay for it. I haven't got time. Mum, thanks. <laughs> I never believe I'd hear you say that. I gotta go now, Mum. Wait a minute. Mink, I want you to tell me the truth. What's this invasion silly? It isn't silly! It's just a game. That's all, Mum. We're just playing an invasion. Excuse me. I gotta get back now. I'll see you later. It was a game called Invasion. Mrs. Morris's little girl Mink was playing it. So was Mink's friend Anna and all the other children under 11. It was called Invasion, and zero hour was to be at five o'clock. Mrs. Morris was disturbed. She wasn't sure why, but there was something. Something about parents shutting ears and eyes as to what was happening. And because she was disturbed, she did something she didn't usually do. She called her husband at the office. Uh, Hello, Henry. I'm sorry to bother you, but Miss Maxson, she said you weren't busy? No, not too. Everything all right? Yes. Are you all right? I... I'm fine. And Mink? Oh, she's... Henry? What? Oh, nothing. I I just wanted to talk to you for a minute. That's all. Listen, are are you sure you're all right? Uh, Yes. Has Mink been getting on your nerves? Yeah. Not really. Well, you tell her to behave, or when I get home, she and I are going to have a talk. As a matter of fact, she's been a little fresh lately, and I don't think it's good. Well, she's playing outside. She's fine. Honey, is something wrong? Wait, no, I I told you, I... I was thinking about you, and and I just wanted to talk, that's all. Nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Not a thing. You go back to work, dear. I'll see you soon. All right. What time do you think you'll be home? Oh, about five, maybe a little earlier. Five? Oh. Hey, come on now, what's, what, what, what's, what's wrong? Um, well, I, I was just thinking, nothing really, it just, Mink and you and me and, goodbye dear. You are okay, aren't you? Yes, I'm fine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Another hour passed and it was half past four. The day began to wane. The sun lowered in a peaceful blue sky. Shadows lengthened on the green lawn. Outside it was quiet. The two little girls, more intent than ever upon their endless movement of design and pattern with the implements before them. Mrs. Morris watched from the window and she had never known Mink to have such powers of concentration. She had turned on the radio and sat drinking a cup of coffee and turned over her thoughts. Children. 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 Love and hate, side by side. Sometimes children love you, hate you, all in half a second. Strange, children. Do they ever forget or forgive the whippings and the harsh, strict words of command? No wonder, no wonder, 
How can you forget or forgive those over and above you? Those tall, silly dictators, those parents. Mom. Oh, what is it, dear? Well, I, I, I don't know. They might be in the garage. What do you want them for? We just need them. Well, if you tell me what for, maybe I can... Is, is something wrong? Well, can I help? Thanks, I you better get through, Mink. I want you to take your bath before your father comes home. Oh, all right. Now he's coming home early. And Mink. Mink? Mink had disappeared behind the shrubs and Mrs. Morris knew it was ridiculous to make an issue of it. Besides, what was the issue? Invasion? Drill? Zero hour? Unaccountably, a cool breeze came up. And although normally for that time of year it would have been a relief, Mrs Morris felt a chill. She closed the window. Time passed. A curious waiting silence came upon the street, deepening. Then from the living room, Mrs Morris heard... Five o'clock, zero hour. It had come, and now it had gone. But was the clock right? Mrs Morris, knowing how foolish it was, knowing, went to the phone and dialed. Silly. It's silly. and 20 seconds. Mrs Morris knew it wasn't as silly as she thought because it wasn't five o'clock yet. Not zero hour yet. Then the car drove up into the driveway. Mrs. Morris heard him chuckle, then his steps up the walk to the front door. Mary! I'm in the living room, babe. Oh, hi. I was wondering if now time for a kiss. How about you? <laughs> Hard day. Not particularly. Would you like a drink? You read my mind. <laughs> Red wine. Perfect. Anything exciting happen today? she was crazy, but she just felt like calling. Hmm. Like you calling me this afternoon. Crazy, huh? <laughs> hey, what was that all about? Well, I told you. I I just wanted to. Hmm. Hey, incidentally, what's this new game the kids are playing? Invasion? That's a pretty depressing thought. <laughs> Is she alright? Actually, come to think of it, she looked kind of funny. Uh, she's alright. What's the time, Henry? Couple of minutes after five. Why? No, no, the clock's wrong. By your watch. 
Oh, I've got, I've got two minutes too. I'm probably slow. You got something on the stove? No, I, I just wondered. Honey, look at me. What's the matter? Nothing, really. Now? Really? Look, Mink's been up to something. No, of course not. Then what? I, uh, I guess I'm just a little tired, upset. That's all. You want to go out for dinner? <laughs> no, I've got a steak here. I'll tell you what, I'll barbecue it. How's that? <laughs> oh, fine. What? What was that? What? Well, I, I thought I heard something. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I must have been imagining it. Hey, you are jumpy. Why don't you have a drink? It'll do you good. No, I, I don't want one. What's the time? Mary, what is this? Now I mean it. What's wrong and, and I want to know? No, it's, it's, it's silly. It's, it's so silly. I'm on edge, that's all. Mary? I, I am. Look, I don't like this. The kid's done something, hasn't she? I'm going to go no, no, get no, her. No, 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 honey, please don't. She hasn't. It's nothing at all. I just... What's that? <laughs> I thought it was a game. She, 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 she wouldn't have done it herself. They made her do it. You better go out and tell her to stop playing now. It's after five. You tell Mink to put off the invasion until tomorrow. ran after her, confused, not a little frightened. She seemed to know something. Her mind had worked that quickly. Any excuse to get him away from the outside, to get him upstairs to the attic in time. And outside there were more explosions and they could hear the children screaming with delight. Now we're safe until the night. Are you crazy? Why'd you throw away the key? Maybe we can sneak out later. Maybe maybe we can escape. Oh, for heaven's sake, the kid's out there. Do, do you no, want to get a... No, 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 you, do, you don't know. You don't. We've got to stay here. We've got to. It's horrible. We've got to go. We, you, you, you've got to stay here with me. At this point, I don't know how the devil I can get out. Be quiet. Where's the be, be quiet. They'll hear us. They'll find us. Henry, please. Who the hell's going to answer the telephone? <laughs> There's that noise again. It's in the house. Mary, what is this? What's happening? You know. Answer me. Stop it, Mary. Stop it. Somebody's downstairs. Who's down there? Who? No, 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 no. Hush, please, please. Be quiet. They might go away. Please, please. And then they heard steps coming up the stairs. And a voice. Mommy? Each wanted to scream. And a queer, cold light became visible under the door crack. The strange odour and the alien sound of eagerness in Mink's voice was almost more than they could bear. Mommy? And another sound. And the attic lock melted.
Mink. Mink with bright little eyes and tousled hair peered inside, and behind her tall, wavering blue shadows, frightful shadows. Peekaboo. I hope you enjoyed listening to the second story of the Radio Play Hour's Halloween Horrors season. Zero Hour was based on a story by Ray Bradbury and adapted by Anthony Ellis. And you just heard, in vocal appearance, Sophie Lawson as the narrator, Ariel Dipman as Mink, Olive Lawson as Anna, Candace Jean as Mary Morris, Sophie Lawson as Helen, myself as Henry Morris, and Barry Gibson as the telephone operator. Next week, leading into Halloween, our final story for Halloween Horrors revolves around a man who accuses his wife of being a big, white, heartless cat, with an unexpected supernatural consequence. The cast of The Catwife includes Sasha Kuhan, Noelle Kriminova, and Cameron Logan, who are all based in Melbourne, Victoria. It's been an interesting experience rehearsing via Zoom a couple of times during their lockdown, so tune in to listen to what we've created. Except for the pots and pans whose sounds were made on location, sound effects for Zero Hour were created live in my garage by me. Music by Kevin McLeod was used under Creative Commons license. To see the names of the music used, please visit Drama Merchant website and look at the programs attached to this episode. If you would like to hear the original episode of Zero Hour, you can find it on YouTube under radio shows such as Suspense Zero Hour and The Outer Limits Zero Hour. I look forward to bringing you another story soon.